No one will be admitted after the guests check in. Recording tonight, we are two boys with our toys, feeling so good. Stick that in your fucking mouth. You stick it in your mouth. Uh oh, you make it go south. Whoa, 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 uh -oh, uh -oh, whoa, oh, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. We're singing tonight, singing a song about stuff and things. Wanna get you to suck on my ding-a-ling Whoa, whoa Whoa, whoa Don't whoa, you know Alright Welcome to Motel Hell We are back after a long hiatus that was not planned But life saw fit for us to take a break for a while I gave birth to two beautiful boys You did, it was glorious i was there i watched it happen yeah the amount of tentacles involved was more than i expected but it also felt like it could have been more yeah than it, it was were. less than we wanted yeah really at the end of the day so that was pretty beautiful ben you you um you recently got a dog is that correct i got a dog uh his name is chomp no his name is big chonker big um, chonker he has six legs mm -hmm. and two heads okay and one eye. Yeah. It's, it's right between the two, like the neck part of the two heads. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's just right there. Oh, see, I was imagining a head on one end and the other. He was like a spider. Like, he was like a, like an egg in the middle with a head on either side and an eye on Incorrect. The top of the head. Incorrect. I haven't met your dog yet, That's, obviously. That, well, we try not to let people meet him because, uh... You, he takes if a you while look, to get used to people. Well, if you look into his eye, you can kind of lose your soul. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Kind of pulls it into his eye. Now, is he a rescue or a purebred? Rescue. Okay. Yeah, That's no, nice. we don't buy dogs. We rescue well, them. Well, you, I mean, you still have to pay for a rescue because you pay the, basically the fees for the Right, but, you know, we're not going to a puppy mill, all right? Well, the puppy mill and a breeder are two different things. Uh, listen, I'm not here. He's a rescue. He's a rescue. Thank you, BCAA, for finding the forever home for Big Chonk uh, in Ben's house. Yeah, I'm very happy with it. That's nice. That's beautiful. I also got a dog, but it is an octopus, and his name is Mr. <laughs> Inksalot, so... I thought you were going to be like, I got a dog, but it's an octopus, and I named it Cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did have a friend that had a cat named Dog, and that was, a, that was a thing. And then I had another friend who had a cat named Cat, because he refused to get attached. Mm. Made it easier for him to throw it out of his car window while he was in the city, because he didn't want to take care of it anymore. Wow. Yeah. That's a thing that happened. It was pretty awful. Yeah. Huh. You know, naming a cat named Cat reminds me of that new hit Netflix movie, Bird Box. We're not talking about Bird Box, though, yeah. I guess. It's not worth us talking about it. Uh, needless to say, it is not recommended. Yeah. Sandra Bullock looks like she's wearing someone else's face the whole movie. Yeah. So, anyways, Happy New Year. Uh, tonight, in order to sort of get back into the swing of things, we are going to be doing our next Weird News episode. Should we introduce ourselves? We should probably introduce ourselves. And who are you? I am Ben the Beardo. And I am also Ben the Beardo. <laughs> Peace.
pick which one is the real Ben. I, you'll never know. <laughs> yeah, you've never met us, and you never will. Guarantee you don't listen to the podcast enough to know which <laughs> one's which. Yeah. So, I am also Dick Fetty, but I am one who has many names. I am the Thousand Face God. I am the Lurker of the Threshold and the Key to the Gate. That was a Yuxathotham reference. It was, it was. I, funny enough, I just watched a Drawfee episode where they blind drew Lovecraft creatures. Oh, nice. Yeah, and they said the whole spiel about Yuxathoth. Oh, I, I saw that one too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you don't know Drawfee, check that out. If you uh, want to listen and watch something better than what we have to offer, it is a good, uh, good thing. Yes. Tell them we sent you. So yeah. people on the YouTubes are like, who are these handsome Motel Hell guys I heard so much about? Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, we're back. We're we're thrilled to be here, and we uh, we got to do our movie review. We got to do our movie review. We do. We do. You got some information about the movie for us? I do. So tonight we watched the, well, I won't say incredible, but the solid OVA Demon City Shinjuku. Not enough titties for it to be incredible. Yeah, no, I, I'm literally going to drop it down a notch as far as ratings go. And uh, for that specific reason. But it is a Hideyuki uh, Kikuchi. Oh, I'm sorry. that He wrote the original novel, Hideyuki Kikuchi, uh, that was adopted into the OVA by Yoshiaki Kawajiri, who is famous for Wicked City and Vampire Hunter D, Bloodlust, and, of course, Ninja Scroll. Yes. So, I watched this movie originally about four, three and a half years ago, um, when I was in, like, sort of this fugue state, and I watched almost every film this director did, and some of them are good, some of them are excellent, and some of them are just a way to spend 45 minutes or an hour and a half. Um, I'd say this one's pretty good. It's, it's not... It's not as good as Wicked City. Wicked City's no. way more disgusting, way more tentacles, way more spider vaginas. Way more melty titties. Yeah, way more melty titties. And uh, it doesn't have the sort of panache and budget of something like Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust, so you're not getting state-of-the-art animation either. But what you are getting is solid late 80s animation the classic character design that all of his films have, these long faces. Everyone looks really shiny all the time. Yeah, shiny. The I like that he uses his color palette is like blue and it's blues and a lot of secondary colors, so when blood does show up, it really pops on the screen, which is nice, even for the shitty rip that I had. And um, the movie itself plays out a lot like Demon City or um, Wicked City rather. In, in a lot of ways there's some similarities but then it also has more of like the classic anime tropes of dudes with swords and demons that like get slain by said forces of light and it just in being a more normal movie sort of loses the magic of Wicked City but it's it's quite similar in a lot of ways but there weren't nearly enough demons honestly either there was three not including the main villain well there was the fire soul thing there was the crab boy it was more of a ghost than a, yeah. It's, yeah. I'm splitting hairs, but yeah, true. It, the demon quotient was disappointingly low, mm-hmm. and there was there was one titty you saw twice, literally one titty. Yeah, and then there was not a pair of titties, <laughs> one titty. Yeah, one of the two pair. Which is honestly that whole scene was the best part of the movie for me. Yeah, that was fucking rad. Yeah, there's a guy who, like, in my opinion, is clearly a huge inspiration for Vincent Valentine's character design. But that being said, there was multiple characters with big red trench coats, so... Yeah, uh, he uses 
scalpels as a weapon, and I don't know how many of our fans are into anime and manga as much as we are, but there is a manga slash anime called The Get Backers, mm. in which one of the... He's a villain, but also not a villain all the time, but he, he uses scalpels as a weapon, and I always thought that was super fucking rad. Mm. Mm. So yeah, I mean, I think I guess... I guess a fair rating would be it's a 7 out of 10 for me. That being said, it's... It's the kind of 7 out of 10 that I would definitely could easily rewatch. It's an hour and 20 minutes. It's fun. It moves quickly. Um, and I like the character designs and all, all the rest of that kind of thing. So, uh, solid 7 out of 10 with high rewatchability quotient. I'd honestly give it a 6.5. Only because there is watch like rewatchability to it, but it'd probably take me a while to want to watch again. As we're Wicked City, we've watched multiple times in a year before. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And and you know, again compared to Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust it lacks, lacks the majesty and compared to Ninja Scroll, well, for anybody who's like basically our age or older, Ninja Scroll was one of the first animes you probably saw and it set the bar super high as far as like titties and violence. Yeah, and it was back when your parents were like, yeah, I'll rent that for you. It's probably like them some Dragon kind of, Balls or some whatever. Some kind of cartoon there. It's fine. Yeah, and then there's like the awesome early scene where the dude drinks blood out of two arms he ripped off of like the ninja chick's yeah. boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. And he's just like... <laughs> and then he, later he's tonguing her titty. But <laughs> we respect everyone here, including women, and um, yeah. We just like boobs. Yeah, I like Ninja Scroll. <laughs> uh, I like scrolls. I like ninjas. I like it when ninjas have scrolls. Yeah, that, it's a solid combo. It's honestly two words that are perfect together. It's yeah. like peanut butter and chocolate. And like cellar door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's it. That's check check it out. It's worth checking out. People on it if you're into anime, but not necessarily a buy. Definitely a rent. Yeah, I don't know. It, it might be on Amazon Prime to rent. It might be. You might, you know, not that we're saying pirate things, but I'm sure if you end up on the internet somewhere and you're looking to watch anime somewhere, and I'm going to keep telling people to do that until Crunchyroll sponsors us, so there's that. Yeah. Uh, so because Flex Alexa has passed from the mortal realm and lurks only like a shadow on the proceedings here... We're finally admitting to the fact that she is dead. She is dead. Uh, we... We'll not be doing our traditional weird news format of one person hosting and two people commenting. We'll instead be taking turns revealing weird, dumb, and just happenings to one another and hope that it's hilarious or at least informative. Taking turns on these news stories like people took turns on me on my prom night. <laughs> so uh, who wants to start? Who um, start? Okay. So, uh, my first story is actually relatively recent. I don't have the dates for all these, but I don't care that much. But this one was actually from December 7th. Uh, and most of these I have pictures to go with. Um, so I'm going to... They'll be hitting the Instagram. Yeah, they'll be up there. So, there's this man. He was suffering from heart failure. And while he's in the hospital, he starts coughing and... What they thought was at first possibly a vein, he coughs up a perfect cast of his right brachial, I think that's how you say it, brachial yeah. uh, branch in his lung. I'm showing Dick Fetty a picture of it now. And it was, which isn't super uncommon, so the gentleman himself 
was on Blood Thinners, and oh, I'm trying to find them. So like old blood had like turned into a big. So essentially, what happened is um, the the blood itself coagulated in his lung, mm. uh, which can happen from like the mixture of the drugs he was on, the uh, heparin. Now it's called uh, heparin. Okay. Heparin. I think my dad might take that. Probably, because, yeah, he's got some heart issues. It's an anticoagulant. Mm. And, um, unfortunately, since the body needs to coagulate blood to be able to heal itself and survive, uh -huh. um, what can happen is th these, like, pieces will, like, break off and they'll get stuck places. And it happened in his lung, and this has happened many times before in the past. The main reason that this was such a big news story is that usually it's like little chunks that you cough up. It's nothing too big. Yeah. This was like a full cast. Uh, and so then, what's the size? I see the picture, but what's it? Is it? So is that like the palm of my hand? Oh, that's yeah. A, that's a that's roller. that's actually holy shit. Yeah, like about it's oh, it's almost uh, like nine inches wide and probably ten inches long. Yeah, but it it looks like what you would think your veins look like. It looks like the limbs of a tree. Yeah. It's, it's it's a whole cast of. Could you imagine just being like, <laughs> yeah? Well, I don't know how they call that whole thing. Act. That's what's weird because like usually they break up yeah, when you're coughing right. them up, but he just coughed up this whole chunk. Was he gay? Did, um, he, did he have no gag reflex? Did he have that deep throat? Uh, they didn't say. Okay. Fair He's enough. also dead. From coughing it no. up. No. Oh. <laughs> From heart failure, he died. <laughs> <laughs> well, he. <laughs> He, he was, saw that and his heart just gave out. He was like, "Oh fuck!" So let me let me see if I can find the actual because I have it written here somewhere. So yeah, it just says it's pre pretty much from the culmination of the drugs he was on and the treatment they were giving him for uh, for his heart failure that he was already in. It caused this cast, and he coughed coughed it up, and then. Um, like, uh, like two weeks later, he died from heart failure. It's not that funny. It's a little funny. But, yeah. uh, yeah, that's that. I just thought my, my wife actually, Mariah, actually showed me that. She was lying next to ne next to me in bed while I'm reading manga. And uh, I look over, I'm like, what the fuck is that? She's like, it's part of a guy's lung. And I was like, please, go on. Mm. So I found it online and, and kept the story because I was like, this is something I need to bring up. Yeah, no, that's good. When you guys when you guys actually see the photo, it's crazy looking. Yeah. So basically, imagine like casting your cock in silicone to give to your girlfriend when you go on a long business trip to the Philippines to have sex with ladyboys, except for it's like a cast of the inside of your lung. Yeah. Yeah. Which you can also have sex with. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you it can just stuff it right up there and just blood. rip it out real quick. Mm -hmm. Be like pulling an octopus out yeah. of your butt. It's like the old blood blood thistle. Fun. Love yeah, that one. It's good pretty, start. Pretty good. So, mine is from, I've got a couple from The Telegraph, which I guess is like the new sun, and uh, this one is, Australian politician insists Nazi salute does not prove rally he attended was racist. The way you said that, I thought you were talking about a sci-fi novel for a mm. second. Mm. The Telegraph of the new sun. Mm. Love that. No. Sick Gene Wolfe reference, though. Australia's acting prime minister has advised Fraser Anning to consider quitting parliament. <laughs> So this is from uh, today, uh, from The Telegraph. An outspoken Australian MP has been widely condemned for attending a far-right rally in Melbourne alongside neo-Nazi supporters, 
but insisted it wasn't racist and the presence of people issuing Nazi salutes was irrelevant. Fraser Anning, an independent MP, has been criticized for participating in the rally and flying to Melbourne at the public's expense. The rally at St. Kilda, a beachside suburb, was organized by a small far-right group and was prom- promoted as Romper Stomper 2.0. <laughs> so, but no, not racist. As, an, as a reference to an Australian film about neo-Nazis, which hmm. uh, I don't know if it's Russell Crowe's debut, but it's definitely one of his first films. He's very young and does look quite handsome. Is he, does he get fully nude in it? I know there's a lot of fucking in that movie. I can't remember. The last time I watched it, I was quite drunk. It's a stupid fucking movie. It yeah, really I is. Know. And this, the people who did the soundtrack were like normal soundtrack guys, rock band guys who just imitated the style of oi punk music and like made this fake far right music. Yeah. But it's actually really good. And the, the main song, uh, Lacing Up the Boots, is a lot of fun. It's yeah. like skinhead, skinhead, running through the night. Skinhead, skinhead. It's essentially uh, skinhead butt rock. Yeah. It, it's pretty good. I mean, I like Oid, but anyway. So Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister, who is on leave, condemned Mr. Anning's attendance at the racist rally. He criticized the MP for associating himself with extreme and offensive racist views that have no place in our society. Australians are not anti-migrant nor racist, he said in a statement. I don't know that that speaks truly for all Australians, because I knew some pretty racist Australians in my day. But. Well, from what I understand, there has been a pretty big influx as of late to anti-semitism in like eastern europe like france and germany well, th- and a bunch of other western places europe. western europe yeah but no the, the article i read was like the pretty much all the jews are coming over here yeah because they're well, getting away from everything over there yeah and i think a lot of that is partially just like anti-immigration stuff from the like syrian and sudanese and somalian refugees that were really hitting all those Western European countries and then there was a lot of ruckus and hullabaloo and whatever. So there's a lot of, like, there's a highest level of anti-Muslim sen- sentiment too for, I think, ever. But, yeah, I mean, I remember reading an article probably five years ago now where Germany had, like, the highest number of hate groups that it had since World War II. And their whole censorship of, like, the swastika's illegal, you know, any Nazi symbols are illegal and all that stuff is totally backfired because it just drives people further underground and makes them more hateful so <laughs> now none of this is racist but nazis are cool yeah check out the swastika flag <laughs> all right good sir what do you got for me all right so um some of these i started to give uh clickbait headlines to okay so um this one i called Den- dead sun tribute the tribute <laughs> so this came from i believe bbc uh, BBC News. I actually... like BBC Pornhub. Yeah, it was BBC News. Okay, fine. So, um... Just ignore my joke. I'm sorry, go ahead. Do it again. I, sa- I said more like BBC on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what this is. So, TUI, which is a... I guess some kind of UK hotel place. No, they're the company that makes Beanie Babies. Ty? You mean TY? That's what you said. T-U-I. Oh, I can't hear. Yes, no, you can't. So, the, the it starts out, T-U-I refunds holiday for horrifying Dead Sun tribute. Hotel staff create a horrifying, in quotes, effigy to a couple's dead son in a misguided attempt at a tribute. <laughs> I'm sorry. I read this story and it's like, what the fuck are these people thinking? Oh, um... 
Karen Baker had arranged for workers at a Jamaican resort to dress a room for friends Faye and Andrew Stevens, whose son Alex died in 2014. Instead, Get she over was over it already. It's been four years. <laughs> well, I'm going to show you the picture after I read some of this. Okay. Because I've got it. Oh, stupid internet. There we go. And uh, instead, she was left. And I'm assuming this is a direct quote, sweating and shaking when met by the sight of a body made out of clothes laying on the hotel bed. Oh. Oh. DUI UK refunded the family for the misunderstanding. The Stevens from Wellesden, Northwest London, have made an annual tradition of celebrating their son's birthday since his death, age 22, in 2014. Oh. Did he die from a drug overdose? Uh, yeah. it didn't say. He did. But that or a car crash. What this else is just hilarious because, from? okay, so Flex Lex's brother got married back in September, and on their honeymoon, they stayed in some resort in, it wasn't Belize, but it was one of those places, and the last night they were there, when they were at the pool, they had, like, their own personal attendance, all this crazy shit, because it's, like, you know, poor islands, it's good stuff. Anyways, they come back, and the they had made a tribute to Kevin, and he was, like, they put his polo shirt out, and they did, like, a towel, like, his head and his pants and whatever, and put sunglasses on it, and, like, had a golf paper, or a newspaper switch to the golf section. So, yeah, exactly like that. That is uh, what they did. Let me give you a closer look at it. I like that he's got sunglasses on. Yeah, that's fun. I think they didn't understand he was dead, I guess. <laughs> no, it, let me get there. So... His godmother, Miss uh, Miss Baker, from Hertfordshire, who Hert, was also Hert, on the trip. Hertfordshire? Hert, Hert, H-E-R-T? Hertford? Hertford. Hertfordshire. 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 Why do we sound Irish? Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire. <sighs> who was also on the trip, tipped two members of the staff at the Royalton Jamaica Resort to secretly adorn the couple's bedroom with balloons and cake. Instead, they created the effigy... Uh, which... Well, don't you burn an effigy? <laughs> well, they, they, you saw pictures of it. They probably should have burnt this yeah. fucking thing. Okay. It had fake tears on its face and a can of lager clutched in its hands, which, like, I'm like, please, like, I, I don't want to... I'm just, like, hoping he didn't die in a drunk driving accident. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, next, next to it, in flower petals was spelled out, We Miss You, Alex. That's nice. But still dark. It's your dead son's birthday. You it walk into a dark room weird. It just all and seems turn on weird. a light and see a crying, towel-made human body holding a can of beer with a cake on its mouth. You mean or its a cake, chest. cake on its chest. With next to it saying, We Miss You, Alex. First of all, if I, they probably had no idea that the staff did this because they probably wanted it to be a surprise. Right. That's horrifying. Yeah. Even like, not even from like a bad taste point of view. Like, if I walked into my hotel room and saw that, yeah, just, I'm like, like I'm, on the lights I'm and... in a Stephen King fucking book. Yeah. What is this? So, <laughs> Mrs. Baker, who first discovered it, said she was utterly horrified and removed the dummy before her friend saw it. When I walked in the bedroom, all I can describe is a dummy body on the bed, she said. Staff had gone through my friend's wardrobe and stuffed the clothes with towels to make it look like a body on the bed. They even put tears down the face and a can of lager in his hand. I was absolutely horrified. As you can imagine, I was sweating and shaking. 
We didn't want our friends to see it. I've never truly seen anything like it. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> I still look at the photographs now. I can't believe somebody thought to do that, she said. I like that she took photographs, though, and then took it apart. I yeah. guess to prove that they had lost their minds at the hotel. I guess TUI owns the hotel. I guess they do, like, yeah. resorts and stuff. Yeah. But the spokes spokesperson was quoted saying, We offer our sincere apologies to the Baker Party for their holiday experience in Jamaica. We're following up with the hotel and believe it was a misunderstanding with no intention to cause upset. The family received a full refund of $1,300 per person for a five-star holiday after raising the issue with BBC Three Countries JVS show. That is one of the most ridiculous things I had ever read. And the pictures, like, I can't wait to people, like, listen to this and see the pictures. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't, I, I don't know if the family is white or black, but the face of... Oh God, it's so terrifying looking. <laughs> the, the face of the dummy is a brown towel, so it could be could be bad on you an extra level. Yeah, I don't know, but oh God, it's so scary. The worst part is the empty glove hands. Like, look at that. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's like something that. Yeah, I I don't even know. I don't even fucking know. Looks like a Cronenberg film. Yeah. Anyway, something. So one of these is funny. I'm going to do two next. And the other one's funny but not. So So there's one that's funny and one that's just definitely not funny. Well, yeah. <laughs> so this one's also from The Telegraph. And I saw this and was like, yes, please, good sir. This is from December 16th, 2002. I don't even know how this came up. I guess that I must have hyperlinked into some old but popular article. So, granted, 17 years ago, but <laughs> uh, not still still funny. So Time is an illusion. Court, yeah, time is a flat circle. Court refuses trial by combat. A court, is <laughs> <laughs> a court has rejected a 60-year-old man's attempt to invoke the ancient right to trial by combat rather than pay a 25-pound fine for a minor motoring offense. Leon Humphreys remained adamant yesterday that his... His right to fight a champion nominated by the Driver and Vehicle Licensing Agency <laughs> was still valid under European human rights legislation. He said it would have been a reasonable way to settle the matter. So I was reading this thinking like, oh, this is somebody who's like too into Game of Thrones or like a weeaboo or whatever. But now knowing that it's from 2002, this is like pre-Lord of the Rings movies coming out. Or like maybe just when they were. So I don't feel like Trial by Combat was... I just love the idea of this guy walking in there and they're like... Uh, however then, court proceedings yeah, go. Yeah, matter he's just of like, Mr. He's like, trial by combat. Yeah. Owen's trial, but you nominate a champion. He'll fight me. Yeah. I want somebody who's nominated from the driver's license. Sir, are you, are you drunk in my courtroom? Yeah, in London, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, magistrates sitting at Bury St. Edmunds on Friday had disagreed, and instead of accepting his offer to take on a clerk from Swansea with samurai swords, gherkin <laughs> knives, or heavy hammers... Find him $200 with $100 cost. Well, pounds, rather, not dollars. Humphreys, an unemployed mechanic, was taken to court after refusing to pay the original £25 fixed penalty for failing to notify the DVLA that his Suzuki motorcycle was off the road. I don't... I... Well, of course, he's got a Suzuki motorcycle and a bunch of samurai swords. After entering a not guilty plea... He's a weeb. 
He threw down his, well, a 60-year-old weeb, but a weeb nonetheless. He threw down his unconventional challenge. Humphreys from Bury St. Edmunds said, I am willing to fight a champion put up by the DVLA, but it would have been a fight to the death. I, wait, let me let me redo his voice. I'm willing to fight a champion put up by a DVLA. You gotta do it with a British accent. Oh. Um, nope. Can't, not even. Can't do it, right? No, I can't. I'm not. This is gonna be like a bunch of dead silence and me going, wait. No, wait, like someone trying to play a, a certain song on a guitar, but like, yeah. boom, ding, wait, don't, wait, it's not going to happen. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> so, yeah, that was probably my favorite of all the ones I pulled, but whoops on this, the uh, 16 years old. I feel like something like that happened recently, too, like within the last year or two. Probably, yeah. Maybe even three. Of a, I'm, I'm sure a there, there's more than one drunk person who showed up to court saying, I'll fight whoever will over my vine. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. Uh, this one is from NPR, and it is Congress to make members pay out of pocket for sexual harassment settlements. It's funny for a couple reasons. The first one being that we've been paying our taxes so that Congress members can pay their sexual harassment settlements and uh, verdicts with taxpayer money. Well, at first I was sad. Now I'm just angry. Yeah. Congress, congressional negotiators have reached an agreement to overhaul the system for handling accusations of sexual misconduct against members, including a requirement that members pay out-of-pocket for some settlements and court judgments. Now, it is kind of happy news in the sense of that during the Trump administration, we're actually getting this kind of positive legislation in the treatment of, I mean, you can sexually harass anybody, but women are part of this and probably the main targets of said sexual harassment. Unless Kevin Spacey's in the room. Yeah. For too long, victims of sexual harassment in Congress have been forced into a process that lacks transparency and accountability and fails them at a time when they need the most support, said Senator Amy Klobuchar from, <laughs> from Minnesota, a lead negotiator on the bill. Our bipartisan bicameral legislation, which we expect to pass in the coming days, will overhaul this broken process, ensure victims can immediately seek justice and hold members of Congress accountable. The deal comes after a nearly year-long standoff between the House and the Senate over member liability and other issues in the bill. Senate Rules Committee Chairman Roy Blunt from Missouri, Republican, the chief GOP negotiator in the Senate, says he expects the bill will pass the Senate this week to ensure staffers are better protected when a new Congress begins in January. Of course, this is all before the furlough, so who knows what got passed and what didn't. We'll do it as quickly as we can, Blunt said. No other employer in America would deal with this issue this way. We have here a level of exposure that you wouldn't have if you worked anywhere else. Yeah, how about just, like, stop committing sexual fucking harassment? Under the new rules, member liability would be capped in cases where a court assesses damages, but there would be no cap when cases end in settlements, which means that if you go to trial on a sexual harassment thing, then there's a cap to what the person who received the sexual harassment can get from you as far as damages goes. But as far as settlement goes, there's no cap. Oh. So that's like a mixed bag because generally people want to settle out of court because like trying any sex-related crimes is awful for the victims and all the rest. Yeah. Um, so it's nice that there's not a cap on their settlements. But it's also like, you know, the classic rich people buying their way out of their problems. Currently, settlements are paid through taxpayer-funded accounts members use to pay for office salaries and expenses. Awesome. Uh, under the agreement, there would be a maximum cap of $300,000 on a member liability for court-awarded judgments in certain cases, according to aides familiar with the legislation. 
The Treasury Department would still be responsible for making initial payments to victims in order to ensure there are no delays, the aide said. Members would then be required to pay the government on a set schedule. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, hypothetically. It's one of those things where it's like, I do want people that have been sexually assaulted to get some kind of recompense, but I don't really want to have to pay for it because I shouldn't have to pay for somebody else's bad No, they shouldn't have to pay for it. Right? Like the millionaires Uh, who sit in Congress. It also kind of feels like they might be less willing to do it if they know they're the ones that have to pay for it as opposed to... No. These people don't really care. It's a drop in the bucket. $300,000? Like, the fuck somebody who sits in Congress cares? We should get on Congress. Also, the deal provides legal counsel for House staff who file complaints and legal assistance to Senate staff. It would also eliminate a mandatory 30-day cooling-off period before someone can file a complaint. So that's nice. So it's like, oh, think about it for 30 days. I know I just touched your honkers. You know, I know I just jammed my fingers in your butt while you were trying to tie your shoe, but why don't you think about whether or not you actually liked that or didn't for, like, (laughs) let's say a month? Yeah, minimally a month. And then I'm going to just tap the taxpayer slush fund so that I can pay you off, you filthy... It's it's awful. We live in a broken country with a broken system. Honestly, I thought it was going to be more child rapey, like the last time you did No, I... There is... well, there's one article, but but it's a good there's one. There's no child rape. Okay, there's a little bit of child rape. No, but rape. it's a good one, it, but it's also really dark. But it's it's a, it's a positive <laughs> ending to this one. It's right, not just enough. a court case. Fair enough. Hit me, beard daddy. All right. So um, <clears throat> I enabled this one, Jonah and the Killer Whale. Okay, love that. 300-pound woman murdered boyfriend by sitting on him. Love that. Yeah. It's like that episode of CSI. And this happened... Locally, sort of. A 300-pound woman from Pennsylvania pleaded guilty to third-degree murder after crushing her boyfriend to death. Mm. 44-year-old Wendy Thomas murdered 44-year-old Kino Butler at their home in Erie, Pennsylvania on March 18th, 2018. Mm. Following an argument. So, they fought, and then she was like, fuck this, and sat on him to death. Yeah, yeah. Well, there, there was an episode of CSI, early seasons, Grisham and the, the guy with the drug problem before he got kicked off, and um, the black guy with the fro. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. The uh, guy from that great Aliens movie. Yeah, Alien Resurrection. Yeah. And what was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about this chubby chaser, and he's banging this this big chick, because they're, they're having a convention, because it's Las Vegas, everybody has conventions there, whatever. And she's, like, really riding him good, and she crushes his sternum, and his lungs collapse, and he dies. And I forget how she disposes of the body. But basically, like, they find, they go to the hotel room, and they see this huge cracked wardrobe, and they're like, who could have done this? How could this happen? And then they they see a sign, and they realize it's a butt. And, uh... And These are butt prints. Yeah, and she's all... We must print everyone's butt for a 12-mile radius and put it into our... But print database. But database. And so then they find out that it was an accident, but because she covered it up, it was like, you know, you just got to own it sometimes. But she felt guilty because, and she she felt ashamed because she was, you know, she was a bigger girl. And and she didn't want to be like, you know, a black widow. So. Look, I'm not, you know, trying to talk shit on this woman, but she is a murderer. Mm -hmm. She does look like the kind of girl who, by the time she was in sophomore year, she was smoking Newports and wearing those Cookie Monster pajamas. uh, Pajama pants, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we'll we'll post a picture. It's just her face, but I can understand how there could be another 
290 pounds under that, so... Yeah. She most, looks like she's from Pennsylvania. Uh, this came from Unilad, by the way, not the most reputable news source, but no. usually they're not incorrect, and um, I don't think most news places would actually run this. Yeah. So, Thomas initially attacked the much lighter butler, which... <laughs> really? <laughs> by hitting him over the head with a table leg. Oof. It was then she crushed, crushed him using her upper body sitting on his chest. Thomas weighs over 300 pounds, while Butler weighed significantly less at just 120. Wow, yeah. That's so a... I would feel bad about body shaming someone, but she killed a man. Yeah. So fuck her. Yeah, she had that fat fury. Fat fury! But this is basically like if you sit on your puppy dog. Or that I feel sadder about that. Well, sure, sure, but I mean, as far as if you need a visual of it, imagine like a little puppy, like, and then she hits the puppy with a table leg, and then she sits on it. She's a monster is what you're saying. Yeah, she's a monster. Yeah. Thomas had been reportedly drinking at the time of the murder and had been looking to buy crack cocaine, as reported by Erie News Now. Yes, it just gets better. Oh. She's just drunk like, I need crack, who's got crack for me? He was probably like, I'm not paying for your crack. I don't understand how you even smoke crack. You're 300 fucking pounds. <laughs> Obviously, the crack's not working. I'm not paying for your diet program anymore. Yeah, I don't understand, like, fat, fat uppers addicts. It's yeah. Just in general. Yeah, no, well, we know things. one, and it's, it's oh baffling. Oh, God, you're right. Yeah, he's a bald-headed, fat crackhead. Wow. Weird. Although, well, anyway. How do you, like, well, my thing is, like, if you're smoking crack, like, all you should be spending money on is crack. Well, when you get to that point, I think eventually it does happen. But some people, you know, it's like glandular, glandular. They're glands. They're 300 pounds worth? No, probably not. If you're not eating food, I don't think the glands have too much to do with it. I guess that's probably true. But, I mean, I can remember a time when somebody I knew, uh, you know, <laughs> was smoking some amount of crack that was more than none often, and that person still had some meat on their bones. But granted, I think, you know, you can smoke... Yeah, not 300 pounds. Well, true. But I, I do think that you can smoke crack. Like, it doesn't always... You're not a crack... Like, a full-on walk-in-the-streets crackhead right away. Like, it takes time. And when you're to that point, yeah, you're going to, like... By the time you're walking, it's the walk-in that helps, too. A lot of walking as a yeah. crackhead. So, so... And yelling. You heard it here first, nerds. Just like... Every other diet, the crack diet, isn't perfect. Yeah. Meth, though, you can lose some weight. Not that we advocate the use of methamphetamines. They will destroy your life. You're free to do whatever you want. Um, we're not saying you should. Yeah. We're not advocating for it. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying you can lose weight. So, <laughs> according to the affidavit, Butler's death was caused by respiratory insufficiency secondary to blunt force trauma to the neck and thoracic compression exacerbated by blunt force trauma to the head. Yeah, that'll do it. As reported by Go Erie, police officers discovered Butler's body in the living room of the apartment following a 911 call from Thomas, who reported she'd killed someone. So, I guess maybe she did get that crack and got real paranoid. Plus, when you're 300 pounds, it's hard to move a body. Well, I feel like she probably was already smoking crack. Like, you don't get that mad unless... Well, that's not true. I get... I mean, what if she didn't get her crack? She'd be extra mad. Well, right, yeah, Fat Fury. But, like, also, if you smoke crack and run out, and then, like, the person won't buy you more crack, that's some real rage. Mm-hmm. I've seen that rage. Yeah. I've seen the eyes of it. It's like a cloudy-eyed dog looking at you. 
ready to snap. <laughs> like a pug. <laughs> they're abominations, but they're cute. Yeah, they are. As a result of her plea deal, the recommended 20 to 40 year prison sentence was reduced to a shorter sentence of 18 to 36 years. Oh shit. Yeah. That's still pretty fucking long. Yeah. Uh, it's a two year uh, difference, give or take. How do you think she's going to do in prison? Uh, maybe she'll get, like, real buff. Yeah, more cushion for the pushing. Get buff, eat muff. You know what I'm saying? That is my prison mm-hmm. motto. Hopefully not too buff, though, because daddy likes his get thick no thighs. When you're I'm going th- down You're under- a lover of a thunder thigh? Oh, God. They, I, like, little ways, big old thighs. Like, I want you to look like two different women. There's, uh... It doesn't matter. Keep going. I want. I want to feel like I'm going to die while I'm going down on you. Yeah, sure. And then look up and be just, like Zinya uh, on a top, but just more of like a thunder drumstick. That should be the name of our next band. Thunder drumstick. <laughs> That's fucking good. <laughs> Saving that one. You heard it here first, but do not steal that idea. We will come after you with medium-priced lawyers. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a medium-priced lawyer. Okay, we will come after on. you with Dick Fetty. Yes. Come on. Go. 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 Ta- <laughs> Thomas's court-appointed lawyer, Mark Del Duca, Dusa, Duca, D-U-C-A, whatever, Duca, has reportedly said, "It's a good result based upon the facts of the case. I think it's fair for both sides, and I'd like to say that she's got a lot of sides." He didn't yeah. say that part. I added it in. Yeah. However, according to Go Erie, Butler's sister, Sandra Butler, believes Thomas should serve a longer sentence. I feel like she should have forty or more. She deserved life. She also spoke about the effects of her brother's death has had on her family. Uh, We've been sad. My, my mother, she calls for him every night. He, Butler, was a member of St. John Missionary Full Gospel Baptist Church, Meadville. A graduate of Meadville Area High School, Kino will be remembered as a person who was full of love energy and had a smile that would light up a room. That's because he was smoking a lot of crack. <laughs> and he's dead. Doesn't just, mean he didn't smoke crack when he was alive. He's probably he, not smoking He enjoyed now. pets, music, dancing, and working. I enjoy all of those yeah, things. Those are crack activities. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm about to be a dad and the dad jokes are just bleeding out quicker and quicker. Mm. The greatest part of Kino's life was when he was with his family Especially his daughter and grandchildren. Whoa. He's got grandchildren. He's only 44. That's actually pretty reasonable. I mean, I just I just think there's a lot of fucking going on in the if, butler. If family. you had kids when you're 20 and they're 20, yeah. then... I'm just saying, it seems like uh, there's been a lot of poor life decisions. Well, he's dating a 300-pound crackhead. Like, you know, you're not fucking getting all... All, all three feel, pointers when that I feel happens. like if I was gonna date an active crackhead, like I, I date like one of the one. yeah, like those crack chic ones. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like but a like stripper. ones with loose enough morals where she'd be like, "Baby, I I suck the dealer's dick for you so we can get crack." I'd be like, "Yes, yeah, let's do it." And then you'd be like, oh, "I feel bad." Yeah, I, feel I would like feel bad. Off in the but car. Drugs make you do bad things and become a bad person. Yeah, they do. Don't smoke crack or do whatever. Whatever. You're, your life. This is America. Land of the free. <laughs> Home of the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas will now remain at Erie County Prison without bond while awaiting her sentencing, which has been scheduled for December 21st, 2018, which probably means she's been sentenced. Yeah. Our thoughts are with the family and friends of Keno Butler at this difficult 
time. All right, so I'm going to do another two real quick. So this first one is from NBC4I. <laughs> and uh, this... You, you what? For you what? For you, I tell you this story news. Ha <laughs> ha. School turns students' lunch debt over to collection agency. <laughs> Cranston, Rhode Island. Rhode Island's Cranston School District hired a collection agency to recover unpaid student lunch balances. In a letter to parents, Raymond Voda Jr., Chief Operating Officer of Cranston Public Schools, said the district had previously tried to collect outstanding lunch bills without much success. In quotes. In an effort to reduce our unpaid balance, the district has retained the services of a collection agency. The company is Transworld Systems, and they will begin their collection efforts. Effective January 2nd, 2019. So watch out, people. They've already started. Watch out, parents. There's new phone calls for you to ignore until the problem somehow goes away. Yeah. Voto said between September 1st, 2016 and June 30th, 2018, the school district wrote off $95,508 in unpaid balances for lunch and other meals. Wait, how much was it? $95,000. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he said the current unpaid balance for the current academic year is $45,000. <laughs> the district lunch program cannot continue to lose revenue, Voto said. Lunch at a public elementary school in Cranston costs $2.50 per day. For middle school and high school students, it's three twenty-five per day. Voto said parents who owe $20 or more who haven't paid off their balance within 60 days will receive a letter from the collection agency starting next year. So what this article says to me is... Not only has our country completely lost its mind beyond what anyone could ever believe, but, like, again... I disagree. I think this is the most American way to deal with the oh, situation. Oh, well, no, 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 no. Yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> I, yes. But also, it's, like, it so exemplifies the problem with how we see, like, the importance of education and everything around it in our country. Like, instead of just providing free lunches for students who either can't pay or don't pay. Like, I, I imagine some of these people can undoubtedly pay, but just are like, fuck it, what is the school going to do? I get that. But I'm sure there are a lot of people, if the problem is this big, if it's $95,000 big across three different schools, granted over a year and a half, so I don't see that as being that that much, but uh, maybe just make the lunches free so that people don't have to worry about debt collection when they're sending their kids to fucking school. Like... Well, I don't think they're going to do that. Well, they're obviously not going to do that, but I think they <laughs> fucking should. That's why I pay taxes. I'm pretty sure we had, at my middle school and maybe high school, I can't remember high school all that well, but um, they we, they had like a like a lunch program for like underprivileged kids. Where yeah. They, you'd essentially get free lunch every day. Yeah. Yeah, and they may have that here too, but... It just is, it, again, seems to me like, you know, granted, this is a very short article. It doesn't go into the history of, like, what they've tried to do to deal with this problem. But it seems insane that if you have a balance over $20 that they're going to send you to a debt collection agency. I mean, from one side, I get it as a person who partially operates a small business. Like, hunting down people to pay their bills is extremely frustrating, and you want to go to these, like, extreme lengths to get your money because you're like, I did the thing, like, you need to pay me now. But this is a school, and the kids aren't the ones who make the decision as to whether or not they're paying for their lunches. Like, it's on the parents. And granted, the parents should probably be more responsible, whatever, but if this is a low-income district and people can't... Like, I just... 
There's not enough information no, here. No, it's ridiculous, and our school systems are fucked. Yeah. But I imagine that whoever brought this up, brought up this idea, the night prior was wearing nothing but a button-down shirt and a tie. Yeah. With dried cocaine and blood and snot on his face, uh-huh. while railing a very low-priced sex worker from behind. Underage. Possibly. Yeah. Okay. And and as he nutted, he got the idea. He was like, oh, oh. Debt collection. Debt collection. As his phone rings from the credit card yeah. company. And, you know, honestly, if these people aren't paying their kids' uh, lunch bills, they're probably not going to pay the debt collector. Well, right, sure. And I also think it's like, again, if you can't afford to pay for your kid to go to public school, like to pay for their lunch at public school, then you're talking about an issue with the wage slavery that we exist, like, in, in our society and the fact that, like, nobody gets paid a living wage or... A lot of people have to really make a lot of money stretch, or very little money stretch, very far. There's a whole. This is just like a can of worms that this this is this just is. It's like when you you know open a can with a can opener and it's all cracked around the edges and the goop starts to seep out from inside the can. That's where we're at. And the yeah. moment we lift this lid off, we're a political podcast that we should. You know, we're not going to go there. Anyway, haha, that was a fun one. Um, that this was one's, a fun one. This one's kind of fun. Sasha Baron Cohen's Who is America deleted scene may have exposed elite pedophile sex ring. Oh, I heard about this, but I didn't end up actually reading the article. Yeah, so the 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 long story short, the article, I don't know where it's from. I don't have that information, unfortunately. Uh, doesn't go in, goes into some detail about what he does generally, whatever. We all know, or you should probably know, Sasha Baron Cohen. He did Borat and that fucking awful Bruno movie. And the Ali G show, which was the precursor to all that stuff. And basically, he sort of highlights the insanity by creating these insane characters to then, like, you know, sort of catch people off guard and um, highlight the insanity of the country we live in. And basically, he talks in the beginning of the article about how, like, he was like, I don't even know how to deal with this, this shit that's going on in our country now, like, compared to what I did during the Ali G show, like, it, it, that everything was fine, you know, in retrospect. And now he's like, it's just insane. And he's gotten a bunch of people to do a bunch of crazy stuff on the show. I haven't watched the show personally. Um, but again, it's like, for me, I don't really need to, there's nothing that's getting exposed. Like I assume everyone in politics is human fucking yeah, feces, human filth. Yeah. So it's like, I don't really need to hear it again, but he talked about, so he had this character, uh, called Gio Mon. Monaldo, and he's in Las Vegas, and he asks a concierge to help him find a underage boy to molest. And basically, like, he was trying to do a sort of a spin on, like, the Harvey Weinstein, like, mm-hmm. sex scandal type of a stuff. And he talks to the guy and uh, says, During the interview, believing the admission would drive the concierge from the room, Baron Cohen as Geo reveals that he's molested an eight year old boy. This guy starts advising Gio how to get rid of the issue. We even talk at one point about murdering the boy, and and the concierge is just saying, well, listen, I'm really sorry. In this country, we can't just drown the boy. This is America. We don't do that, Baron Cohen describes. After the concierge offers to put Gio in touch with a lawyer who can help silence the boy, Baron Cohen asks for his help securing a date for the night. He says, what do you mean a date? I go, you know, like a young man. He says, well, what kind of age? I say, lower than bar mitzvah, but older than eight. (laughs) (laughs) So he's still a funny guy. And uh, he says, uh, yeah, I can put you in touch with somebody who can get uh, you some boys like that. 
And after they did this whole thing, they turned the footage over to the FBI, and they said, um, you might want to investigate this. Please, um, look into this. Yeah. I'm very uncomfortable. There's, there's a picture of his character, which I will post to the, uh, Instagram. You can see him. He's this white-haired, dirty, old man-looking kind oh of a Greek God. guy. Yeah, um... And not really shocking to me that if you pose as a rich person in Las Vegas and talk to a concierge, like you can, we all know you can get sex workers. But and granted, prostitution is legal in uh, Reno. within. Is it just Reno? Reno? I thought it was Vegas too. Reno. Oh right, because you have to go outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They had that. You can get the cards for all of the sex yeah. workers there, but it's all in Reno. Sure, sure. So, yeah. Um, not but, that I've. Yeah, oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah anyway, so they, uh, Bar Baron Cohen says that they didn't include this whole thing in the show because they were like, this is way too fucked up. Like, this isn't even funny. We're not gonna, we're just FBI, please. So, you know, I don't have a lot of faith. I guess they'll have to do something about it since it's in the news in public. I would assume the FBI is gonna make an arrest, but. Unless the M FBI were the ones that were gonna get the boy. Yeah, right. And literally, I mean, that's how I feel like all these sex work scandals are. Human trafficking goes so far up, just like drug stuff and basically all awful crime. Um, when there's money involved, yeah, it goes all the way to the top. There's awful human beings all the way up and down the ladder. Yeah, right. So, uh, you know, it's one of those where you can only get so many of them. So, yeah. Okay, so I literally just found this. Uh it's not technically a news story, it's just a thing that exists. Okay. But I think it's awesome and I wanted to bring it up. There is a Tokyo hotel that is right near Tokyo Disney that is staffed entirely by robot dinosaurs. That's awesome. And apparently, for right now, there's a deal on uh, Travel Pirates where you can stay there for $77 a night. Hmm. Look at that. It's a little Velociraptor in a little hotel man hat. Oh, it's like animatronics. Yeah, I figured that was quick enough for me to bring up. That's awesome. I would stay there. I'm going to go there. Anyway, on to my actual news story. Mm. So I titled this one, uh, The Wrong Kind of Facial. Mm -hmm. um, there's a treatment, I don't know if you've heard of it, called the foreskin facial. I have. I have heard of this. As a man with foreskin, I hear about these things. Yeah, you just, every day you wake up, the first thing you do, you don't look at the weather or the news, you just Google the words foreskin and see what's going on in the world. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much I, right. I sort by newest first. Yeah. Well, so, that's how you got to do it. Yeah. You've already seen all the old. Right. You know? I've got old foreskin. I want the new. Yeah. You can't, you can't be watching Long the same porno the videos. foreskin. <laughs> Death of Videodrome. Death of Video Dick. Long live the new foreskin. Yes. Anyway. That'll be the title of this episode. So, originally I found it on... Is foreskin considered... Wow. Yeah. It's almost like you have foreskin on your fingers. So grippy. I mean, if I'm pointing forward, I do have foreskin <laughs> on my fingers. <laughs> grippy and drippy. So the original article was on The Guardian, and I hated the way it was written, and it made me angry. Yeah, it's The Guardian. Um, so... I didn't take my actual information from that, and I don't remember the site I got this from. So is this just about rubbing smegma on people? No. Okay. Maybe. So, <laughs> Kate Beckinsale is the latest person to try it, and apparently it's a anti-aging treatment that involves serum derived from Korean baby foreskin, which... 
every part of that sentence is, huh? So it was designed by an anesthetician to the stars, George Louis. Louis? Louis? I don't know. He's got a weird last name. I don't know how to say it. It is a $650 experience that involves a peel and microneedling, followed by a proprietary penis-infused serum. So I don't, I don't know if it's actually from... Are they circumcised in Korea? I guess so, yeah. Well, we don't know. There's no way to know. I'm not Korean. Well, I would think... I mean, it sounds like they're liquefying foreskins. That's what it sounds like, right? That's what I'm imagining. But I mean, but I guess they could be swabbing... Flesh? It just heated up. It just burns, though. Well, no, I mean, heated up, I guess, with chemicals that break down the mm. whatever. I guess you're right. In the now-deleted post on Instagram, Beckinsale described her first time trying EGF, which is what it's referred to as, or the EGF facial, as amazing, with a cheeky note about getting pampered after a plane trip. After a long flight... I do like to lie down and be covered in a mask of liquefied cloned skin, cloned foreskins. Frankly, who doesn't? I don't know if that part's real, but it's funny, so I left it in there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Oh, uh, this is not that bad. And I actually have a new story that's on point with this, so. I just, I, I can't believe it. I just, it's... I can't believe it's not butter. Apparently, um, Kate Blanchett is a fan of the penis facial as well. I mean, that's how it makes it sound Something so much better. Something about Kate. you got to give my sister a uh, call. Confessing in March that she tried it in New York City with Hollywood buddy Sandra Bullock. And if anyone saw Bird Box, you can tell it's not making her look any younger. I want. I wanted that paper flip on. Okay, on it's Mike. in there. Noted. I'm not saying that uh, Sandra Bullock is not a beautiful woman. She is, but it looks like she's had a lot of work done, and it's hard for me to look past that. Well, I think they wanted her to look rugged, but instead she just looks like... She's got a fish mouth. ...ridden hard and put up wet. Yeah. As my dad would say. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it daddy's turn? Uh, yeah. All right, I'm just going to do one, and I'm going to piggyback off of your story, because mine is quite similar. And also sort of worked, because I've been playing a lot of Castlevania... I'm watching Vampire Under D. Controversial treatment transfuses patients with young blood from teenagers to a reverse aging process. That's nothing new. Yeah, well, <laughs> right. So, Philadelphia, CBS. This is from CBS Philly. Could the secret to eternal youth be found in blood transfusions from young people? Some claim that transfusions with, quote-unquote, young blood from teenagers can reverse the aging process. And then... The way that I printed the article, it's got a bunch of hyperlinks to other stuff, so then it just says, Pizzeria apologizes for calling customer white trash on delivery receipt. <laughs> that was hilarious. Why didn't you get that one? I, I... <laughs> there, was a, there was a hyperlink to what looked like a video of a topless woman sticking her head out of a car, mm. and it pretty much said, like, woman accidentally kills herself while trying to take daring video and I was like where's this booby video of death and it wouldn't take me to the link Uh, it's being tested in patients over the age of 35 as part of a clinical trial called Ambrosia where people paid $8,000 to get the rich growth factors found in blood plasma platelets there are pretty much people from most states people from overseas people from Europe and Australia Dr. Jesse Karmazin said 
Results of the trial have not been published. <laughs> Didn't work. But they still crave the blood, because if it could work... <laughs> more! I need more! Yeah, more diva. Uh, Dr. Karmazin, who plans to open a business selling young blood, says patients who've had it say they feel amazing, and says he's seen evidence of reversing the aging process in rats. Isn't that just blood doping, essentially? Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like if you get new other person blood in any way... You're going to feel better. You're going to feel pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I would swap out my blood for 8000 uh, bucks. Their brains are younger, their hearts, their hair. If it was gray, it turns dark again. There's also been encouraging Alzheimer's research using young blood at Stanford University. Now, I don't have any problem with whatever you want to put in your body, but it does seem like in a world with blood shortages, uh, this is the ultimate vanity. It's like, yeah, that person bleeding to death in the streets of Philadelphia, not important. Me getting a 13-year-old's blood. Because the thing is, okay, if you're teenagers, if you're 18, you're ruined. You're probably already intravenously shooting fentanyl or whatever. Yeah. But And just, you're not even having unprotected sex. You're just snorting pure HIV and hepatitis A. Right. And so my question is then, how do you get a younger than 18 teenager's blood if they can't consent? Because they're under 18. So do their parents just say, we're going to sell you, we're going to sell you to the blood farm? This is some sci-fi nightmare shit. And yet, how much does this cost? Only eight grand, which seems pretty fucking cheap for blood. Platelet-rich plasma, or PRP, treatments using a patient's own blood have been in demand as trendy vampire facials to fight wrinkles and as joint and tissue treatments to accelerate healing. It's also been tested to regrow hair. We can actually use your own blood to stimulate your body. It says, well, no shit. I do. These people aren't referred to as doctors, but I. I'm, your blood is good in your body. Yeah, it's right. good for you, your blood. Dr. Human. It's almost human, but two O's instead. Human. That's fake. Dr. Human. That's an alien. Khorasani. That's an alien trying chief to Chief of the division. Human. I am Dr. Human. <laughs> yeah. Chief of the division of dermatological and cosmetic surgery at Mount Vampire Health Systems, more like. <laughs> it says Mount Sinai. Uh, the study hasn't concluded, but seeing even short-term results, the researchers, researchers are optimistic. It looks very positive, says Dr. Human. But experts agree there's still more research that needs to be done. I feel like didn't, like, uh, the bloody Countess Bathory, I don't know, like, try this? Yeah, this was, she started But I guess this. she just put it on her instead of putting it in her. That was her first mistake. Well, they talked about bloody facials, you know? Yeah. While blood transfusions are considered safe for people who need them, side effects can include hives, lung injury, or potentially deadly infections. Gotta get that clean blood. Weird how... Putting another person's blood into you can have bad blood, effects. Blood diseases? Can't you, can't you reject other blood too? I like, think that's bone there, marrow. Is it just bone marrow? I don't I don't know that it's just bone marrow, but I definitely know that that can happen with people who need bone marrow transfusions and also organs. So well, I guess I'm gonna have to. That's what find I want. A, a teen with with some blood. Well, what do you call and a then vampire? Rub your foreskin on my face. What do you call a vampire that eats bones? Like a vampire for bones. Bone pyre? Van bone? Van, van bone. Yeah. I don't know, but that's what I want to be. Marrow pyre? Yeah, I want to get like a baby's marrow up in me. Mm, replenish my marrow. Where can we get a fresh baby? All right. Your turn. What? Yeah. Um, this one I lovingly named Robbery at Thought Point. <laughs> Teenagers busted for luring victims with Snapchat in amateur robbery scheme. Mm. 
So there's this girl named Sarah. Uh, they didn't. I don't think they gave her last name. Well, she's a minor, so probably not. Yeah. So essentially, she was meeting people on Snapchat, sending them what I can only assume is either lewd or nude Snapchat <laughs> things. Lewd or nude, and, you decide. And being, that's an elbow. Being like, you wanna come smoke some weed with me? You just wanna, you wanna meet I'm up? I'm so and, lucky. I don't smoke some I'm weed. I'm not thoughting. Yeah, I'd get robbed so fucking hard. Yeah. But I usually carry a knife, so I probably would have stabbed somebody. Or gotten stabbed with your own knife. That's yeah, most people with knives too. Well, uh, no. I've how many times have I seen Ninja Squirrel? That's true. Yeah, way I more than way more pulled, than one. I would have pulled Sarah's arms off and yeah, drank blood. Would have been a regular. Jube. I would have put her blood in my blood and yeah. become younger. It would have backfired, and I would have came out on top. You would have came out with AIDS. No one would prosecute me because. They were doing wrong stuff. Do you think she blows the boys before they rob them? Or is it just Definitely a not. Oh. <laughs> I'd get robbed for a blowy. So. It's called dating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. So I found this article on uh, Life Daily. Nice. Um, now, it is a real story. I don't know how uh, good Life Daily is. The article's. I had was written by sh like shit, but I thought it was funny the way it was r written, so I kept this uh, written down as opposed to finding a better conceived article. Sure, sure. So she would put up the most alluring pictures she could and naturally attract a lot of guys to talk to her. Said Brent Kissholm, Chisholm, Chisholm of Warren Police Department. And since War and peace. Snapchat's functionality allows for only a single view of a picture or video, it's difficult to get a clear picture of who a perfect stranger really is. Although, not true. You not can true. replay pictures and also screenshot them. Not true. Yeah. So she chatted them up for a few days, and then uh, determine determining if they were the kind of guy that they were looking to rob. Um. For some reason, she was looking for... Uh, let me let me read this the way it's written, because it's funny. The only thing that Sarah seemed to be looking for specifically in a guy was that he, he be into marijuana, presumably because the drug isn't dangerous enough to seem suspicious, and those involved in buying and selling it tend to carry cash on them. No. I see the look on your face. <laughs> Anyone trying to buy drugs is <laughs> carrying cash on them, because... Fun fact, drug dealers don't take cars. Well, and you don't want them to, because honestly, unless they can be like Northern Lights LLC or something on your PayPal statement or, you know, like, I mean, and shit, you can Venmo your drug dealers all day now. So I don't that's even true, know that that's true. That's true, but there's a paper trail. You, well, yeah, no, there is, there is. But it's also like, if you're just selling weed, then, you know, I don't know. Yeah, this is obviously written by fucking after school specialty. Yeah, someone who's no idea how fun works. Yeah, Snapchat or so, banging teens. So if they decided this was the kind of person they were going to rob, so it was her and two other dudes, by the way. Okay. So, But she was real. It wasn't a full catfish? No, she's real. Okay. She's a real lady. She hot? Uh, I can show you a picture. She's not hard on the eyes, but she's a teenager, so I don't know exactly how old she is. You know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would definitely get robbed. <laughs> she just looks like she does marijuana. I just, Do you know what they say about marijuana? Look at part of this article. Yep. The thirst is real. Man, they were really getting things done over at Life Daily. <laughs> Thanks, Life. 
So she'd ask them if they wanted to hang out and smoke, or if they sold weed, she'd be like, yeah, sell me some, sell, sell me some weed. So, I mean, anyone who, like, I, we said this, yeah. I would definitely have done this if she was like, you want to come smoke weed? I'm like, hot girl, free weed? Yeah, although at the same time, I don't know that I really would have, because I would have already been getting weed from dudes in the parking lot of Barnes & Noble at the mall. Right, but hot girl who's going to smoke you up. Yeah, but like, I even if you I don't like smoking weed all that much, like yeah, but like I also wouldn't believe it. Like I would feel like, because I mean, you only have to spend like a day on Instagram or on uh, not Instagram, but um, Snapchat or what's the what's the dating thing? Tinder, Tinder to know that there's just like a million cute girls that are bots. They're not real. And so, yeah, but like, she's, like, actually interacting with these people. I understand that, but I still would be as equally suspicious as some, like, you know, like, it just is, to me, if it's too good to be true, then it's too good to be true. And even in my, like, hormonal, dumbass years, like, I don't, I just feel like I'd never get catfished, because I don't... But you're not getting catfished, you're getting robbed. The person's real. Well, okay, yes, I, never mind. Let's just agree to you disagree. Just, you just want to think you're better than this, and you're I not. Well... I mean, if she said, I got a big old bag of Coke and I want to suck your dick off, I'd be like, well, this is obviously a trap, but I'm in. Even if it was a dude and he just wanted to suck my dick off or, you know, whatever. What do we, let's get, let's get to the end of this. I feel like I know how it turns out. <laughs> she in juvie yet or what? Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. So. <laughs> no, that would never work on me, bro. Hot girl plus free drugs. No way. No way. No, yeah, I would have been fucked. Um, Except for not. Oh, no, they do have her last name here. Okay, so she's probably 18 then. Nice. Um, nice and legal. So, they, the person would agree to meet with her, and um, then Sarah would... I'm listening. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you said, hold on. Sarah would arrange to drive out to them and pick them up. What's her last name? R-O-W-L-E-S. Rowles? Rolls? Rolls. Rolls. So, this is it where in Michigan? Why you gotta keep breaking my flow? I'm just trying to look up nudes. Warren Police Department, wherever that is. So Sarah would show up to the appointed meeting spot to supposedly pick him up, and then inside the car would be Sarah Rolls, according to police, and with her were her two accomplices, Jackson Crossweck, her boyfriend, and Finzi Jones. Not making that up. She's and 19, her boyfriend's 21, and doesn't have Finzi Jones age. Well, he's a friend. But it doesn't have his age, I'm just saying. Okay. All right. well, he, I'm just saying, he's a friend. Okay, I got And that. the two men would hold the guy at gunpoint and then rob him, demanding their phones and wallets. So apparently they pulled this off twice and tried a third time, but it didn't end up working. And then the police ended up arresting them. But the article points to, uh, in one particular incident, one man who chatted with Sarah reportedly got inside her car with the three of her friends... That didn't deter the trio from pulling the same routine. They pulled out their weapons to demand the goods. Everybody in the car got robbed, even people that didn't have any involvement with that. Yeah, that's uh, how a robbery works. Yeah, Chisholm said, Certainly it took some planning, some thinking, and shows a deeper level of criminality. 
Yeah, so she, this was in Michigan, and uh, she is in the middle of the court process, but basically her whole story is she was a, uh, her lawyer describes her as a young, pretty, petite woman who got caught up with the wrong guys, basically, and, you know, she she didn't want to do any of this, she just went along with it. And this chick, you take one look at her, and you're like, first of all, she's getting drilled like the Eiffel Tower, going to Paris the cheap way, you know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. And, uh... She obviously is all about this, and uh, she does a cocaina, so this whole marijuana thing. But it starts off sounding like they're criminal masterminds. They did it twice. Twice. Mm -hmm. I could just sell fucking weed and make more money and not get arrested. Yeah. I mean, people do this. They'll be like, yeah, dude, I'll sell you weed, and then they'll just rob you. Yeah. The only reason this is interesting is because, one, Snapchat, and two, boobies. Yeah. Solid point. Give that story a 7 out of 5. (laughs) <laughs> Give it a 6.5 and let her nudes leak online. Right. And she's 19, so it's okay. Yeah, although revenge porn is not okay. So, um, I got one more. It's short. Do you want me to do it or you want to go? Knock it out. Okay. This one's called the No Pants Robbery Dance. Hmm. Man with no pants falls through Waffle House ceiling. <laughs> it's a very short article. It's done by the Associated Press. It was published on Wednesday, November 7th, 2018 at 4.50 a.m. <laughs> so this is Tuscumbia, Alabama. Police in Alabama say a man not wearing p- any pants fell through the roof of a Waffle House during a botched burglary and fought patrons before fleeing. The Times Daily reports the Tuscumbia police detective Wes Holland twenty seven uh, says 27-year-old... That doesn't make sense. Let me try this again. The Times Daily reports Tuscumbia police detective Wes Holland says 27-year-old Glenn Bost is being sought on criminal mischief and burglary charges. Another suspect hasn't been identified. Police Chief Tony Logan says the Birmingham man, oh, oh, he's from Birmingham. I know where that is. I've been there. Tried to break into the restaurant's office through the ceiling. Logan says Bost, Bost went into a bathroom tied the door shut with his pants and then climbed into the ceiling. He says an underwear-clad boss then fell into the dining area and fought off patrons trying to detain him. Logan says boss then fled, leaving behind his pants that contained his driver's license. (laughs) And this is my favorite part and the last line of the article. Police say boss may have been on drugs. (laughs) Can you... Alright, like, listen. When I lived in Alabama... Waffle House was my drunken haven. Sure. I can't tell you, there's been so many times where uh, my neighbor who I used to hang out with, we'd get him, like, insanely drunk, and then he'd try to, I can't remember what it was called, it's not a Grand Slam, because I think that's Denny's, maybe it was called a Grand Slam, I don't know, but it's like this big platter of all this food, it's like waffles and eggs and hash browns and all this stuff, and he tried to eat it in, huh? What a drunk boy needs. Yeah. And he, we'd film him just ha- like, and I'm like half alive, but that we ate there so much that they didn't give a shit how drunk we came as long as we didn't break anything. So I can only imagine me sitting there like drunk at like 2 a.m. and this gentleman with no pants falling through the ceiling and us all trying to fight him. Yeah. I don't know. I've never seen a Waffle House truly busy. Yeah. And the one that I used to go to was fairly small. So, I can't imagine how many people he fought off, but I'm still pretty impressed. Yeah. But you know, 
he was like he's like sitting there like waiting he's like now's the time we're gonna do this oh wait no he's from Birmingham now's the time we're gonna do this I'm gonna go in that bathroom I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in that bathroom right. and he goes in there and he, like the door isn't quite locking right he's like what am I gonna do how am I gonna do this I don't know how I'm gonna do this Genius idea. I'm going to tie my pants around the door. I don't need pants. I'm breaking in someplace. No one's going to catch me anyway. I'm like Lupin the Third. Because, like, you know all drug acts secretly love all They anime. love Lupin. They <laughs> love a Lupin. And he's like, you know, he's like, and he's like, Lupin the Third. Lupin the Third. And, like, the patrons just hear him yelling this in the ceiling, and he just falls through. Yeah. No I pants. just think of I just keep thinking of the vine. Where it's like, can I get a waffle? And the one person slamming the other person's <laughs> head into the counter. Can I get a waffle, please? <laughs> yeah, that is. I mean, uh, any place that is truly just a waffle house. Although no waffle house is just a waffle house. They're they're, they're It's a denizen, you know. It, it, dark forces can. Especially in Alabama. Yeah. And Birmingham is a pretty weird place. Dark. Uh, I don't. I haven't been to. Tuscumbia, um, but myself. One can guess. Yeah, I mean, there's cum in the middle, so <laughs> that can't be too bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodbye. Um, but uh, yeah, any direction in in Alabama, you're all of a sudden in the boonies with some craziness. And I lived in a college town, in a pretty well-off college town, mm. and the Waffle House there still looked like it belonged out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. So I can only imagine. Yeah. Well, let me blaze through these last couple real quick. They are pretty funny. So, this first one is from The Guardian, and it reads, uh, this is from December 12, 2018, High-tech robot at Russia Forum turns out to be a man in a suit. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, it was originally posted, like, the news posted about it, and they said, like, oh, incredible robot, blah, blah, blah. And then after, they were like, oh, we never said he was a robot. He was just, like... Like a man pretending to be a robot, which just sounds like so depressing. I man, just man. This, this thing is just a dude doing the robot, and everyone's like, "My God, I can't believe how high tech that robot is." You can see him; it looks like he's got a big Apple Watch on his uh, chest. I assume this is a behind-the-scenes photo. Uh, I saw a little bit of a video, and basically, yeah, he acts like one of those robots from like a Honda commercial, like an Osimo. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. He, he is not. Like, he acted as if he was a robot. Like, they were clearly selling it like this. And this is, is a robot show? No, like, it's a forum. Like, it's like a trade show, like, science okay, fair yeah. kind of a thing. So, and it's, like, not to be racist, but, like, I totally believe the Russians would be like, oh, yeah, we made a super robot. Like, well, <laughs> and, like, put it on the end. And somebody, like, it's like, I snapped a picture of the robot with its head off. It's a dude in a robot suit. And they're like, oh, you got us. And then they killed the journalist who published that article. <laughs> So, that one was good. Uh, This made me laugh because I don't know what it was. I wound up pulling articles that were local, but looking at international sources. Popeyes launches emotional support chicken carrier at Philadelphia Airport. So, as you can see from this picture, uh, they were trying to have fun, and they sort of made a goof. Apparently, a lot of people aren't taking this well. This is uh, articles taken from Fox, and, you know, they're all against... Wait, why are they angry? Because they feel, some people feel as if it makes fun of people who need emotional support animals that are real and not food in a box. And so they thought that they, you know, Popeyes might be making light of um, those people with special needs or needs generally. Um, And Fox, like, immediately started taking shots at (coughs) 
bleeding heart liberals and all the rest. But needless to say, Popeye's just said, we were just trying to have some fun during the holidays. Everybody hates plane travel. We just thought a box of chicken for emotional support. I thought it was great. And yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, right. Since I go to the Philadelphia airport, I will be <laughs> scoping this out. I wonder if it'll become the next big thing. And I do kind of like Popeyes. I think I might like Popeyes a little bit more than I like KFC. The last time I had both, and I had both at the same time, we had like a feast. It was when my Finnish friends uh, were out for to visit um, in 2017. We we spent like over a hundred dollars at the two restaurants, and then brought it all back. They um, needed American fast food. Yeah, well, and he was like, "I want to know about this chicken sitch." So the part of the KFC I had like had some. There were, like, bits in it that were not the parts of a chicken I'd ever yeah. seen. It disturbed not me. Not good. No. Yeah, Popeyes, I don't get that. That nope. didn't happen. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a Popeyes boy now. I used to eat KFC, though, like a fucking dog really out of a like junkyard. I Popeyes. But there's a Popeyes not that far from my house. I don't I don't try to fuck with that, though. It's not... I'm just saying. All right. We could get a whole bunch of chicken. <laughs> sit with our bellies out, watching animes, <laughs> eating chickens. Be the stereotype. Yeah. Live the stereotype. So this next one's from NPR. New York motorists vote to shift wreaths that have infuriated them for years. This is from December 17, 2018. So the Holland Tunnel, when you're coming in from Jersey, has this entrance. And you can see there's a wreath that goes over the O in Holland, but then they put the second wreath, which looks like a Christmas tree, in the middle of the N in the word Holland. And everybody decided that it should be the A, which, I mean, granted, that makes the sense. Shape, right, that makes shape sense. They, uh, somebody made a change.org petition. The petition got 1,500 signatures in, like, 10 minutes. And then they went on to, like, write a letter to the Port Authority and whatever, and they're changing it. But they're in the article that some guy's like, I drive every time they put those reeds out. I stop taking the Holland Tunnel. I fucking take the Lincoln Tunnel. That adds an extra hour and a half to my day. But every time I see those reeds, it just makes me so mad. And I'm just like, they're <laughs> so mad. I go home. I beat my dog, my <laughs> wife, and my kids. Yeah. Seriously, there's like I'll some. Put like, them all in a bag and just hit them with bats. Barely repressed rage hiding under. Like, if this is the shit that like really sets you off, I guess I wish I had your problems. But I'm a little. I just- I don't look, I'm like, I mean, I guess you're sitting in traffic for a long ass time when you're trying to go through the Holland Tunnel, which is, you know, anytime you try, any way you go into New York, you're going to be sitting in traffic. But I just can't imagine like looking up and noticing that and then having it cause me like deep ire. Like it just blows my mind. So that's that one. Uh, and then I guess this will be my last one. This one was like depressing and hilarious. Uh, so, I think this was, I don't remember what website I got this from, but, okay. Humans harass and attack self-driving Waymo cars. <laughs> this is from, uh... Hey, fuck you, yo, you think you're better than me because you're self-driving? Fuck you, Yeah, eh? literally. Well, fuck except for it's in Arizona, but November uh, 29th, 2018. That's how people in Arizona sound. Chandler, Arizona. The introduction of Google's Waymo self-driving cars in the test city of Chandler, Arizona has sparked a new kind of road rage, human versus robot. In the past two years, there have been at least 21 instances documented by local police involving people harassing Waymo vehicles since the cars began sharing the road with regular drivers in the Phoenix suburb of uh, 240,000 people. These instances include... A man waving a pistol at a Waymo vehicle <laughs> as it passed his driveway. Tires slashed while idling in traffic. 
thrown rocks, and a Jeep that ran a Waymo car off the road six times. What the fuck? Why? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> wouldn't wouldn't you love to not have to drive somewhere, but apparently be not driven somewhere? Apparently, it's just so Waymo, the self-driving car division that spun out from Google X, has been in Chandler since 2016, perfecting the autonomous vehicle's ability to use an array of cameras and computer programs to start, stop, accelerate, change lanes, turn, and more. During road tests, a person sits in the driver's seat for when safety calls for human intervention. The vehicles, easily noticeable with chunky hub of light detection and ranging technology on top, are a constant sight in neighborhoods and on city surface streets. Over the past two years, we found Arizonans to be welcoming and excited by the potential of this technology to make our roads safer, Waymo told NBC News in a statement. We believe a key element of local engagement has been our ongoing work with the communities in which we drive, including Arizona law enforcement and first responders. For some, the cars are no longer a novelty and have been accepted as any other vehicle on the road. I drive by them. They don't bother me, says Sarah Miranda. <laughs> but other local residents say the cars make them uncomfortable. Kevin Ridley, a retired technical writer oh, and Tim... I don't like them ghost cars. Yeah. They're told, freaking me out. And Tempe told uh, NBC News he prefers not to drive next to a Waymo car and does his best to avoid being stuck next to it or behind one in traffic. They scare me. He said, I don't think any amount of technology can replace the human decision-making process. How many people will be hurt or killed when we learn the limitations or misparameters of the programming for self-driving cars as they are released to the public? It goes on and on, but, like, this is crazy shit. Like, it's... Like... This is the same argument that people probably had when cars were invented. Right, and, well, first of all... It terrifies me and my horse, Bessie. Yeah, well, it's a couple... There's there's a lot of layers to unravel, but first of all, all I think of is Total Recall and the Johnny Cab, so it seems awesome to me. And he's like, how did I get here? And he's like, the door opened, and you got in. Heck of a day. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, seriously, it's just like, like, oh, I hate them, and I can't trust them, dang robocars. <laughs> like, it's something out of The Simpsons. Like, is all I can fucking think of is, like, Simpsons characters being like, I don't know about those robocars. <laughs> and, like, R- Reverend Lovejoy's wife. Like, I imagine her campaigning against these things. And it's just, like, the idea that some man, some drunk man in Arizona, like, sees a robocar go by, and he's like, I'm going to get you, Not robocar. on my turn. Uh, yeah, like, I didn't fire the Alamo to fire the robocars. My streets got dang-dung Chinese... It just, it's like, it's, oh, sorry, I just gooped all over. Uh, it, it's just, like, baffling. And the what it immediately made me thought of when I read the headlines was, it was, I think it was a college project. I want to say it was a Caltech or MIT or someplace. Uh, this group of students, and it could have even been from a high school, built a robot that was programmed to hitchhike around the country right oh yeah yeah, he was this beautiful robot and it was like all these people took pictures it was a social experiment and a technology thing and he got to philadelphia and and dude they ripped him limb from fucking limb and like scattered him like you would like the like the barbarian hordes on your castle walls like they just destroyed him and then took pictures of them it's just the savagery of humans in the face of and, and, and then I think of, like, the Animatrix, the second renaissance, and, and like, the, the coming war with Skynet. Like, this is the, what the robots will look back on and say, no, we shall kill the humankind. <laughs> like, it's it's just... I, like... <laughs> I just don't understand, like, don't you want to watch The Office while your car drives don't somewhere? Don't you want to jack like, off? Yeah, don't you like, want to masturbate or fuck? Right, like, and you can't get a DUI in a self-driving car. Right. 
You could do all of the cocaine. Yeah. I don't know why you'd want to be in a car, but I wouldn't. I, I don't know why you wouldn't, you know? Like, if I was on acid and I could get in my Waymo and just be like, yo, guy, drive me to a <laughs> drive playground. Drive me places. Or, not like, the liquor store. Not a playground. That's weird. <laughs> but I, nothing with the kids. Anyways. Playgrounds are fun. Yeah. Especially when you're on acid. Right. I've been to playgrounds on acid. Yeah. Well, that's... Yeah, okay. I'm just not you're a fine. pedo. Yeah. yeah no, so, you're not going to fuck kids. All right. I'd be but, surprised uh, if you're fucking anybody while you're dick deep on acid. Yeah, but. I've done it a couple times. It's not... It's not b- bad, but it's just like... I'd not rather just, the best. Yeah, just rather like be in the shower. Yeah. Or like, you know... <laughs> I'd rather just be <laughs> sitting in the shower looking at the stucco ceiling. Yeah, and I, like, really am never sure, am I about to come or pee, you know? <laughs> it's the girl dilemma, but with a wiener. It's too real. Um, so, yeah, so that's it. Happy New Year. Yeah. Uh, the Skynet War is coming. I had one more. Um, okay. I'm just going to read the title, and uh, this was on sciencealert.com. Mm-hmm. It's too long for us to go into. Okay. But uh, Russia says it will verify whether the U.S. moon landings ever really happened, November 26th. So that's sciencealert.com. The article's funny, but it's too long for me to go into right now. But definitely check it out because Russia and moon hoax. Yeah, they're going to send their fake robot to the moon to discover whether it's hollow or not. Well... Or filled with cheese. The U.S. government already killed uh, Stanley Kubrick for almost exposing... That he faked the moon landing in The Shining. So, I don't know who they're going to talk to. (laughs) That's a fair point. Uh, So, for those who enjoy what we do, have enjoyed it in the past, or are are enjoying it for the first time, uh, please follow us on the Facebook, or send us an email on the email, or... (laughs) (laughs) Which is motelhellpodcast at gmail.com. Or the Instagram, which is Motel Podcast. Um, but most importantly, if you can rate and review us on iTunes, that helps get us out there and expose us to everyone who needs to be exposed to. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But, no, seriously, it's really nice to be back. Uh, we miss doing this, but, you know, holiday stuff, family obligations, birthing, beasts, and all the rest. It's... It just hasn't been able to work out. So we're back, and I think we'll be back to our regular regular schedule of full episodes and Bearded Dicks musical fun time the following off week and then back again. So, yeah. We will be, and we're excited uh, to bring you new things. Uh, just like everything else, we told you we were going to do cryptids this week, and if we tell you we're going to do it, we're not. <laughs> so, but we will do it eventually. We will do it eventually. Ooh, I think we just cursed it. Yeah. Um, so we'll see you next week, I guess. If we don't see you first. Well, then it would be... I've been drinking. Yeah. I relapsed. He, yeah, Ben did relapse. That's part of the slowdown. It's been a little rough, honestly, trying to get him in without insurance. To I killed detox. a man. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of blood. All right, well, later, nerds. It haunts me in my dreams. Later, nerds.